Hello there everyone and welcome to this, the first full episode of the Traction Talks podcast. In this episode, we're going to be taking a look back at the US Grand Prix. We're going to be talking about Red Bull wrapping up the Constructors' Championship, Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes and how they were so close yet so far from that first elusive win of the 2022 season. And finally, the Fernando Alonso Lance Stroll incident, the crash itself, the post-race penalty for Fernando, the appeals and everything to do with that incident. So sit back, relax, get yourself comfortable, get a cup of tea and welcome to Traction Talks. So before we dive into all of the action from Cota at the weekend, I just want to say a big, big thank you to everybody who has followed us on our social media so far and everyone who has listened to the short trailer episode of the podcast that I released last week. All of the support has been really, really great. I also want to give a shout out to my good friend Chris, who, as you may have noticed, has very, very kindly produced some amazing new graphics, new logo for the podcast. So big shout out to Chris. Uh, I will post his Instagram page in the description of this podcast episode. Please go and check out some of his work. He's an awesome, super talented guy. Uh, So yeah, just a big thank you to Chris for that one. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's get back into the Formula One. So first things first, as we all know, Max Verstappen took the win in Austin, Texas. A hard-earned win, it has to be said. Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton really made Red Bull work for that one uh, after the dodgy pit stop in the middle of the race. But as I said at the top of the show, Red Bull wrap up the Constructors' Championship for the first time since 2013. The first time since the Seb Vettel era of domination, which has a lot of similarities to what we're seeing with Max Verstappen at the minute. It it does have to be said. Massive congratulations to the team and everyone in the team. They have just been absolutely sensational this season from a team perspective. They haven't made any errors. They haven't made any strategic errors. Both drivers have been on the ball, especially Max. He hasn't really put a foot wrong all season, to be quite honest, apart from the only time you would maybe say that he made a slight mistake the smallest of blots in his copybook for this season is Singapore but it was a tricky race with extenuating circumstances so can't be too hard on the guy he has been fantastic that combination of Red Bull and Verstappen is just it's just a juggernaut at the moment and it's difficult to see how anyone's gonna be able to overcome that Red Bull have done fantastically well to get on top of those reliability problems they had at the very start of the season, the opening race in Bahrain and in Australia, and they have just capitalised absolutely 100% on Ferrari's inconsistency, driver errors, team errors, unreliability. Red Bull have just made the most of it, and they've also made the most of the fact that Mercedes have been off the pace this year. They really have just absolutely hammered both of these championships home this season. Looking at the season from a numbers perspective, so the US Grand Prix was round 19 of the 2022 Formula 1 season. Red Bull have wrapped up 15 wins out of those 19 races, which is seriously impressive. That is Mercedes 2014 to 2021 kind of form. Max has picked up 13 of those wins, while Sergio has picked up two of those wins. And As we are all well aware, Max has now equaled the record for the most number of wins in a single season, a record shared with Sebastian Vettel and Michael Schumacher. That is not some bad company to be sitting in the record books with. I also have no doubt that he will break that record, seeing as we have three races left this season. 
So the remaining races we have, we have Mexico, where historically Max and Red Bull have gone very well in the last few years. Obviously, it's Checo's home race as well, so he will be extra motivated to get a good result. After that, we have the Sao Paulo Grand Prix in Interlagos. Again, historically, Max and Red Bull have gone very well there. And we have the season finale, finale being in inverted commas because both championships are already wrapped up, at Abu Dhabi. I imagine the race in Abu Dhabi this year will be in a stark, a stark contrast to the race we had in Abu Dhabi last season. But the less we say about that, the better. So I can see Max picking up at least two wins out of these last three races. Obviously, barring any reliability problems, any incidents, for example. So Max could be ending the season with 15 or 16 race wins, which is absolutely insane. That is complete and utter domination of the championship. And it is it's scary. It, those are Lewis Mercedes kind of numbers prior to this season. That is seriously impressive effort by both driver and team. Obviously, as we're well aware, we have the cost cap saga that is currently going on simmering in the background in Formula One, regardless of the outcome of that, whether Red Bull have overspent and have therefore gained an unfair advantage and are going to be penalised in some way, shape or form which I imagine they will be, but that's a discussion for another day. You can't argue from an operational perspective and a performance perspective that Red Bull have just been epic this season, and they are going to be hard to catch next season. Don't don't get me wrong. They are going to be tough to beat, even if they are penalised for the cost cap breach. Mercedes and Ferrari have definitely, absolutely got their work cut out this winter to close that gap to Red Bull and Max because they just look unstoppable at the minute. So congratulations to everyone at the Red Bull team. Congratulations to Max, especially. Them wrapping up the Constructors' Championship seemed only fitting. It seemed like the perfect tribute to the late, great Dietrich Mateschitz, the co-founder and co-owner of Red Bull, who sadly passed away over the Grand Prix weekend. So my thoughts and condolences are with Dietrich's family and friends and to everyone at the Red Bull team. Next up, we're going to talk about Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton and how close they got to winning the US Grand Prix. If the race was a few laps shorter, Lewis would have bought the victory home without a doubt. There were just too many laps left and those hard tyres on that Mercedes just did not have the pace to match Max and the Red Bull on the mediums. The Mercedes also couldn't match the staggering straight line speed of that Red Bull. Mercedes and Lewis had another one of those races where they were there or thereabouts. They had the pace to just about keep in touch with Max out the front. They had the pace to cover the Ferraris off. That's something that has massively changed from the start of the season. And I think that that has to be something that's really appreciated. And the team should be really proud of where Mercedes have come from, from where they were at the start of the season to where they are now. They have developed that car massively and got it to where it should have been at the start of the season. It does beg the question, where would Mercedes be had they started the season in the position Ferrari were at the start of the season, being that close to Red Bull? But nevertheless, as I say, in Austin, Mercedes and Lewis had the pace to just about hang on to Max, maybe match Max, but you felt like that Red Bull had a few tenths in its pocket every lap. Now, Being in that position, Mercedes are there to pick up the pieces if anything goes wrong at the front, which is exactly what happened to Max with the slow stop, the front left not going on correctly, 
and losing the position to Charles. They got tantalisingly close to that first win of the season, but it just wasn't meant to be. Are Mercedes going to get a race win before the end of the season? I'm not so sure I can see it myself. I just think that Red Bull are too on the ball, they're too good, and I just can't see where they're going to trip up and leave the door open for someone else. But who knows? Let me know what you think. Do you think Mercedes are going to win a race before the end of the season? Looking ahead to next season and thinking where Mercedes might end up, you have to think that they will be closer to the front next season. With a good winter, it sounds like they understand the problems that they've had this season. So you would like to think that they would get it right over the winter and they'll be much more competitive next season. And finally, we're going to talk about the Fernando Alonso, Lance Stroll incident and all of the fallout that has occurred in relation to that incident since the race on Sunday. So to summarise what's happened so far, for anyone that was watching the Grand Prix, at the safety car restart after Bottas binned it into the gravel, Fernando Alonso went for a move on Lance Stroll down the back straight. They were jostling for position, Lance Stroll appears to make a bit of a jink to the left as Fernando's just pulling out to make the pass, sending Fernando two-wheeled in the air and heading straight towards the barriers. Stroll was out of the race on the spot, Somehow, miraculously, Fernando manages to carry on, even though the car has had a massive bang into the deck. Fernando carries on, pits, comes out in P17, thinks his afternoon's over. Then, Fernando does a classic Alonso drive, ending up P7 on the road. A fantastic performance, a lot of people saying it was his best performance of the season. One of the best races of his career, potentially. And it also would have been a huge result in terms of the Constructors' Championship. Alpine and McLaren are going head-to-head for that best-of-the-rest P4 spot in the Constructors' standings. I say would have been because we get to a few hours after the race and we find out that Fernando has been given a 30-second time penalty, dropping him to P15 in the race classification. We then find out that this penalty has been applied as a result of a protest lodged by Haas on Sunday night against both Alonso's car and the car of Sergio Perez. The protest against Sergio Perez being in relation to Sergio's front wing damage that he picked up early on in the race. The protest against Fernando being in relation to the fact that his right hand wing mirror fell off partway through the race as a result of the crash with Stroll. Red Bull and Sergio Perez got away scot-free with no penalty for the damage. Fernando wasn't as fortunate and got slapped with a 30-second penalty, which dropped him well outside of the points. Now, quoting from the stewards' decision on the Haas protest, the stewards have said that they were deeply concerned that car 14, Fernando Alonso, was not given the black and orange flag or at least a radio call to rectify the situation despite two calls to race control by the Haas team. Notwithstanding the above, Article 3.2 of the Formula 1 sporting regulations is clear. A car must be in a safe condition throughout a race and in this case, car 14 was not. This is the responsibility of the Alpine team. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, the black and orange flag otherwise known as the meatball flag because it looks a little bit like a meatball, is shown to a car that has suffered damage and where that car needs to be called into the pits immediately for the damage to be assessed or repaired or to retire the car on safety grounds. Now, predictably, Alpine have opted to protest against that verdict and paraphrasing from their statement that they released on the protest to the verdict, 
Alpine F1 team is disappointed to receive a post-race time penalty for car number 14, Fernando Alonso. The team acted fairly and deemed the car remained structurally safe as a result of Fernando's incident with Lance Stroll on lap 22 of the race with the right side rear view wing mirror detaching from the chassis as a result of accident damage caused by Stroll. The FIA has the right to black and orange flag a car during the race if they consider it unsafe and on this occasion they assessed the car and decided not to action the flag. Moreover, after the race, the FIA technical delegate considered the car legal. Now, the plot thickens further because Alpine's statement also reads, the team also believes due to the protest being lodged 24 minutes past the specified deadline, it should not have been accepted and therefore the penalty should be considered as invalid. So basically Alpine are attacking the admissibility of Haas's protest on procedural grounds, i.e. they missed the deadline for filing this protest, therefore the protest should never have been effectively lodged and therefore the penalty shouldn't have been applied. Now, first of all, in my opinion, should Fernando have been given a 30-second penalty for a wing mirror falling off? I don't think so. I think it's incredibly harsh. But the bigger issue for me is the fact that the stewards' decision notes that they were deeply concerned that Car 14 was not given the black and orange flag during the race. That is staggering to me, and it just adds fuel to the fire around the FIA and the decision-making in the stewards' room. It's just, again very very questionable and it just doesn't look good if you've got the actual race stewards coming out saying that they were concerned that a car was not given the black and orange flag during a race it's like the FIA is like having a civil war within itself which is really really worrying but sadly it's not a surprise in light of recent events such as the recovery vehicle being on the circuit at the Japanese Grand Prix so from my perspective, first of all, I don't think Fernando should have been given a 30 second penalty for a wing mirror falling off. It seems a little bit overkill and it doesn't seem like it was that big of a deal. The bigger concern for me is that it's another decision where everybody's questioning it and everyone's questioning the competency of the FIA, which is really just not good for the sport. And there we are end of the episode that's everything i wanted to talk about to do with the u.s grand prix if you've got anything else you want to discuss just let me know a final thought from me just how good it was to see sebastian vettel leading a lap in his last ever season just absolutely fantastic that is everything from me for this episode if you want to get involved if you have anything to say about any of the points that i've talked about in this episode then please do let me know what you think on instagram where our handle is at traction talks or on twitter where our handle is also at traction talks i would be massively grateful if you could give us a follow and leave us a rating on your chosen podcast platform and I just want to say a big thank you for listening. And I really do hope that you'll join us again very soon for another episode of Traction Talks.